0: Hey, I'm Tommy Chong,
1: welcome to High on Homegrown. Yes, yes, everybody, and welcome to this week's interview with High on Homegrown, the cannabis podcast from persysgrowing.com. This week, we're speaking to David Vanderport, who is an ex-police officer from Illinois in the USA, And now he is not just a cannabis user, but also a cannabis grower from being somebody who enforces the law and stops people from using cannabis to somebody who uses cannabis for medical use and grows their own is a big flip of the coin. Super cool interview, man. You're going to enjoy it. But uh, there is a little bit in this interview that gets a bit graphic. So, you know, listen to discretion is advised. There will be another warning just as that little bit comes up. It's just uh gruesome i just hope you're not eating or anything like that just thought i'd give you all a warning beforehand it comes about 40 minutes into the interview i think it was 46 minutes something like that but i'll drop in again just before that bit happens and then it goes on for a couple of minutes and then i'll just say again when it's over just in case you don't want to listen to that kind of thing but anyway it's a really cool interview i know you're gonna love it now you're gonna enjoy it so share it hit that like button subscribe do what you have to do to help us get the podcast out there we rely on new listeners and word of mouth to put the push the podcast out of there because being cannabis related in these social networks and things they don't let you share this kind of stuff very much so we need you to help us that would be massively appreciated if you could share the show but for now this is david Vanderpoort. we'll see you after this So you used to be a police officer, all right, right? Yes,
2: for 20 years I was a police officer uh in the area as a deputy undercover narc agent. Uh, oh, cool, yeah, detective. I ran the gamut. I about every four years I switched. So I did several different specialties. loved it.
1: Mm-hmm. Loved it. Is there a particular reason? Well, you're not in the force now, right?
2: Yes, I um what happened? It shows me as Macy up here on the screen, doesn't it?
1: Yeah, <laughs> it yeah. does.
2: That's okay. That's my uh, daughter's name. But anyway. oh, okay. Uh,
1: oh, I thought it was uh, a hobby of yours while you was a police officer there. You know, the, it's your nickname from all the people back you <laughs> You know, I go by the, date the Dutch <laughs> Hammer, but hey, I'll take I'll <laughs> take
2: Macy too. Yeah, I used a lot of mace on folks, but yeah, so I was a cop. Uh, I, I was a cop for twenty years, and I ran the gamut. But, um, it, it was something else, man. Uh, mm. I mean, I, I don't know. Uh, you know, I, I'm open for any suggestions, any questions. I can go into my background, I can, you know, whatever you guys want.
1: Yeah, we'll just have a conversation, mate, and see where sure. everything goes from there, right?
2: I love it. I love it. I love the setup, <laughs> you know, just kind of chill. I took a couple good bong rips before we started. Sweet, so you're
1: well prepared, mate. That's that's the all the amount of prepared you need to be. (laughs) Exactly, that's perfect. Prepared for high on homegrown.
2: (laughs) Yeah, I listen to you guys, um, and I love it. I picked it up probably about the beginning of the year. Sweet, thank you. Yeah, uh, it's it's fantastic, and I just signed up for Percy's Grow Room. Um, I've been kind of hovering around there, here and there, and I just said. Fuck it. I'm going for it. I signed up and uh, yeah, I might be bouncing around those chat rooms here and there.
1: Nice. Hey. So are you a grower? Are you growing now or have you grown in the past?
2: Yes. I'll take you to. Okay. So what led me to cannabis was I, I was injured on the job in 2016. So about for two years, I was in an opioid induced haze. They had oh, me shit. on. Yeah, I was on end of life medications guys ah. they had me on the 100 microgram fentanyl patch
1: what? which is as high as
2: as high as you can get that's not it no
1: i didn't they, even think they me... took it that high bro damn 100
2: micrograms and then they had me on all, on top of that uh the 30 milligram uh morphine sulfate which is basically an extended-release morphine pill twice a day, twice a day, and then 10 Percocets, the 10-325 versions, you know, the Mac daddies of the Percos.
1: (sighs) 10
0: every day. My goodness. Yeah. How in the world did function on that?
2: Okay, Advan on top of that as well, and then they had me on Lyrica, the 75, or I'm sorry, 150 milligram a day, uh, twice a day. And then they, uh, some other one I, I can't pronounce, It's it was for nerve uh, damage that I have. So, yeah, I was on about seven medications, guys. Seven.
0: Can I ask what your injuries were?
2: Yes. I, okay, so I played college basketball, so I took a beating, my back did. Uh-huh. And um, so coming out of college, I had some issues with my back. Well, I decided I want to be a cop so um you know wearing that, that doesn't duty seem belt. like an
1: active job to do
2: <laughs> yeah man i tell you it's uh you're wearing the duty belt which added you know another at least i cut it down to 10 pounds guys yeah yeah and it was up to 20 at one point you know i had to have the batman belt we call and mm. had to have everything every little gadget on there but i cut it down because i could not carry that weight with the pistol the cuffs the mace the expandable baton, all that mm-hmm. stuff. Mm-hmm. So um, I started having back issues, and then I uh, I got hired as a deputy in 97, um, in local here, Coles County deputy. And then uh, they assigned me to the task force, which is you know, an under- undercover NARC um, squad which was fun i did that for three years guys it was badass meth lab cities you know i did undercover buys all the good stuff but i was coming out of the courthouse one day it was raining so my smart ass takes off running to my squad car and about halfway down the courthouse steps i realized this is wet dude slow down so i did put the brakes on and man i went down on my back and slid down Yeah, about six of those concrete stairs. Well, I just bounce right back up, look around. You know, nobody saw it. Hop in my car and go and go back to the squad and, you know, don't even think anything of it. Well, two days later, man, I can hardly walk. So at the time, I'm six foot eight, but I was about 230 pounds. And I I had the mentality that don't go to the doctor, you know, fuck that Mm. shit. I can medicate. I can do this. Well, I found a doctor that would give me opioids when i wanted them. and um he was kind of like the cops on call doctor that you know pez dispenser he, he would just give them out to you so right that's when i really started taking them was uh after that and, and i never did uh, that that was um hydrocodone the 7.5 version right um so yeah it was pretty yeah man and i was just eat, literally eating those like Tic Tacs some days, uh, just crunching them up. And um, so kicking ass, taking names for several years. Uh, I switched departments. I went to a city department chasing the money. You know, I mean, shit, if I'm going to put my life on the line, I you know, might as well get compensated for it. Yeah, for of course,
1: yeah.
2: So I went to the city and um, worked the street carrying that belt the uh, back then those damn the bulletproof vests ha- uh, had a metal plate or ceramic plate in the middle chest you know to stop big ass rifle rounds so right. it added a little more weight mm-hmm. getting in and out of them squads was not for me uh, like i said six foot eight does not make for a uh a street cop mm-hmm. so i had the opportunity uh position came up in the detective section. So I put in for it and got the phone call. Never looked back. I was in that squad for I think eight years. Uh in the middle of it I had a, a, a fusion back surgery. Um they went in and put a, a medical device in there where I have uh titanium screws and like a I call it a hockey puck. It's like a plastic deal that uh replaced my um my dad one of the, one yeah, of the race, did. yeah. That was the first one, guys. That was the first one. I've had it was only one. Back, so...
1: Oh, god, Fucking hell! I've
2: had four. So, what ended it? I'll get to the point. Uh, what ended it was uh, summer morning, June 22nd, 2016. Will you know be etched in my memory forever? Mm-hmm. Uh, went with uh, you know, one of the newer guys who was ready to kick ass take names and um we went to arrest a guy and as i'm walking up to the house i'm you know scanning the house like we're taught to because this guy was at his parents house had an order of protection against him was not supposed to be there his parents were elderly they were scared shitless this guy was known to us drug user, hard drug user loved to fight carry weapons Mm -hmm. so i'm scanning you know well we get up to the They're walking up to the house i stepped in a massive hole in a boulevard that you know you can't see it because it's full of grass and Mm -hmm. my lower half stayed facing south my upper half went north and i i I swear i thought i got shot guys um i blew out a disc my uh l1 Mm. and uh i i seriously i grabbed my back and i was like i I told my partner, I was like, I, I didn't hear a shot. Where did it come from? And he's like, what are you talking about? I said, I think I got shot. And he's like, man, I, t- I went down to my knees, you know, and he's like, no, man, I think you just really hurt your back. So he's like, what do you want to do? I was like, let's go get this fucker. So <laughs> we, went- <laughs> we went on, went in, this idiot was in the shower. So uh, we drug him out, butt naked, slapped him in cuffs, you know, threw some towels over him got him to the PD. And, um, it really set in that night when I went home, I couldn't walk, uh, again, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, so I took the next two duty days off. Didn't say shit to anybody. Um, July 3rd, I went back. I worked a couple more days limping along, you know, and then July 3rd, 2016, uh, it was a Friday. And uh, I was walking out to my squad and my chief saw me walking out there and I'm dragging my right leg, you know, And he's like this dude ain't fit for duty, you know, he can't mm. do this, you know, I know he wants to his heart's there his, but his mind and his body's somewhere else and he was right, you know, he's a good friend of mine and I, I really trust his judgment and it took him telling me hey, you're not fit for duty go home and, and not as a friend as a chief, you know, he was mm, serious right. and. Yeah. So that was it. That was the end of it, man. Um, and then, like I said, I went to opioid induced haze. You guys heard the amount of shit I was on A lot. Um, for two years. And then medical marijuana came into my life. I signed up. It was like in 2017, like uh, be- right before Thanksgiving. I finally got my card Thanksgiving Day 2018. Never forget that day either. I went immediately to the dispensary. Um, I got uh some uh, granddaddy perp flour. Yes. I yeah, and I got a vape of Jack Herer, And I came nice. home and I was in heaven, guys. I uh I'm sorry, man. I'm, uh, it, it gets emotional talking about it because uh
1: No, it's fine, man. It's fine.
2: I was I was dying, guys. I was um
1: yeah, on that that concoction of fucking medications, mate, that must have been difficult to deal with every day.
2: Uh, it still is. Um, those demons are something you never get rid of. They mm. follow you, even though uh, Mother Mary Jane has taken me so far, guys. Mm. Uh, people that know me would tell you this is this is a different guy entirely. You know, not even somebody I was before I was a cop. I'm a I'm a different person entirely because. I experienced what it would do for me. And um, I immediately stopped taking as many Percocets. Uh, I talked to my doctor. I did it responsibly. Um, I, I got off of the patches. We dropped down immediately to 50 micrograms. So we cut that in half nice. because I was on the vape. And the, the uh, then I got to some shatter. And then that really expanded my mind and uh, allowed me to get away from, from opioids. Uh, but the cost is so prohibitive of um, the tax. It is. It is. Oh my God,
1: guys. Yeah.
2: I was spending upwards of 500 plus a month. Um, and that's, that's, you know, medical patients do that. I mean, mm-hmm. right. But it's worth it. It, to me, it's worth it. But, gets to the point where you're on a fixed income you can't do that i mean shit yeah so i talked to my wife she let me buy a three by three grow tent and um i threw it in a a back office that we weren't really using anymore and um it's down in a finished basement So uh, my encampment was upstairs on, it's like a tri-level home. So my encampment was up in front of the TV, of course, on like the first level. Well, I put it down here and it forced me to get off my ass, guys, to come down here, check on my baby girls every Mm -hmm. day, (laughs) you know, probably too much in the beginning. Um, Oh, yeah.
0: I still check on mine too much.
2: (laughs) I hear you. I hear you, man. So I I'm sorry, I'm talking way too much, guys. No, uh, no, it's no, just good. what you're
1: here for. What are you talking about? Carry on, bro. Okay. Carry on. All right. <laughs> so
2: I I um got the three by three and uh, just fell in love with me. You know, I it, it just became more than a hobby uh-huh. because of what it has allowed me to do getting off these opioids. Mm-hmm. Um, um so summer came. I tried to grow outside. I really, to me, mother nature, all I want from her is her fucking sunlight. (laughs) you know, Mm -hmm. because growing outside, I had like bud rot. I had, uh, you know, I was dragging them out into this. I was moving them like three times a day. And at that point I had like seven plants. So uh, with back injury, that ain't. A, a smart mm-hmm. idea so mm-hmm. um and then it was also stinking up the house when i was growing inside so mm-hmm. this this past um uh summer my wife's like you need to, to do something let's let, let's figure out what you're gonna do this fall for your grow and i was like well you got mine she's like well, we have an extra building out there that we're not using nice Here's, yeah and she gave me a budget, guys.
1: Nice.
2: And and the skeleton was already there. I mean, you know, the structure. So, what I did was, it's a 25-foot long shed, um, and it's 10 feet wide. So, I took uh, about a 10-foot by 10-foot, has an 8-foot ceiling, and turned it into my, just my Shangri-La.
1: Nice. uh,
2: I did as much research as I could, um, you know, just watching YouTube videos, mm-hmm. talking to people uh, on, you know, it's, the internet's a nasty place, but man, it's an awesome place too. Hell, we found each other there.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: I found some, you know, like-minded folk that uh, know how to grow out in Oregon. They do it like on a commercial level. So mm-hmm. I was talking to them and, talk you know talking about cfms you know how much air i needed to move out of that room and so i got two uh six inch ac infinity fans one sucks air in one su- uh sucks air out Sweet. so i got an even exchange it's on like a, a mounted like the control panel on the wall so it, if it gets too high of humidity i mean you guys probably know about these ac infinity fans right mm-hmm.
1: yeah yeah The
2: bad uh, a couple ass, of I mean, myself yeah yeah, they're just fantastic. So I got a couple of those. Um, I bought like a these racks that are up off the ground about 18 inches. I got drip pans underneath. I use cloth bag, uh, you know, the cloth pots with cocoa. Love the cocoa, man. Nice, I, I, nice. I start growing in the, you know, the soil from Fox Farms and. All, you know from all the research i was doing everybody's like "Try do cocoa do cocoa because w- if you fuck it up you know, makes it, it easy flush yeah. it
0: re- <laughs> just reset it and keep going
2: yeah mm-hmm. yeah just flush it and i was like i can do that <laughs> so <laughs> so i use that and then um my the the crown of my room is uh mars hydro FCE 6500 light in that bad boy it's like i created a new sun in it. so <laughs> yeah i got uh right now i can only legally do five plants so that's what i'm doing i right. stay legal five big um, plants right I, oh my gosh they didn't, say <laughs> how, had, they didn't say which size <laughs> five plants. that's right it's exactly right <laughs> <laughs> so the last harvest and th- th- what i've got going now um is to about i guess six weeks along and it's the first grow that will go from seed to harvest under that light in that room so i am more than excited cool um, but i did harvest in december some that i had started in the house and then transplanted them out there and one was a gorilla glue and i got some buds that range from six to eight grams boys big old boys big nice buds dense nasty stanky sticky the ones mm-hmm. you want you know
1: mm-hmm.
2: and so with me being able to produce that type of weed i haven't been to the dispensary since july
1: wow pow nice man
2: yeah. that's like and in the, like
1: 500 a month as well
2: 500 a month what's that six mm. months seven months so Thirty five hundred dollars. Yeah. Yeah, well, I've already should... made my money back, guys.
0: Mm-hmm. That's it, man. The two thousand dollars is, is back in the bank for sure. Gone. Yes.
2: yeah, it, it's back in the bank. The, you know, I have no debts. It's paying for itself. I I uh, make avocado uh, infused avocado oil. Um, uh-huh. yeah, nice. which I cook with. I put it in my coffee. I'm big into the edibles, and you know the synergistic effect that it has. Yeah, uh, man. It's just, just, Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm deep into it, guys. Just so deep that my cop career is just a book. Now it really, it is. Mm -hmm. I condensed it to a book and that was it. And I'm so done with it, man, that the only connection that I still have with police is trying to get them, uh, you know, most of them are positive but what when it concerns cannabis, okay? Mm-hmm. Um, especially the guys I trained. Shit. We used to uh when we'd catch somebody with a little bit of weed on them, I'd make them tell me a joke. And if they and if they could make me laugh, i <laughs> i dump that weed, i i dump that weed out, you know, no charge, just, just make me laugh. <laughs> and nine times out of ten, they could. Uh and uh, you know, a few of them. That I, that I remember you know they'd start out with a knock knock and immediately I, that's like i'd just start dumping the weed out because i'm like any knock knock joke is gonna be dumber and shit so <laughs> i gotta give this guy another chance he deserves a second chance so um but what i couldn't really remember this guy he was he's was pretty salty he had like just like a quarter on him you know, it was obviously personal use it was in one bag he had a hitter box on him and shit and, mm-hmm. And uh, he was known to us, but I, I still, I was going to give him a chance. And he goes, why'd the pig cross the road? And I said, why? And he goes to fuck with me and take my goddamn weed. <laughs> yeah, <so> I immediately <laughs> dumped it out. You know, we, we just don't, we just didn't concern ourselves with it. Cause you know, mm. there's so many hard drugs and so many other issues out there. Why concern yourself with something that helps folks.
1: Yeah. Right. Uh, yeah. And is Absolutely. that the impression you got when you were a police officer as well, but it was helping people rather than causing a problem?
2: Absolutely. And like I said, the guys I trained have positive, hell, some of them, uh, now that it's legal, their do- uh, wives, their cousins, their mothers, their dads. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They're using, uh, you know, microdosing or and or vaping or flower, whatever, just to get relief. And, 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 it, and it's like a veil has been lifted, too. It's not just pain relief, as you guys know. It, it just expands your mind and your consciousness to where you're a little kinder. Mm-hmm. You know, you let somebody cut in line. You know, you don't get so angry when somebody cuts you off in traffic, you know. So it has all kinds of effects that are positive and they see that. Cops aren't mm-hmm. stupid. They're they're more concerned about uh uh you know the big drug trafficking
1: or somebody speeding or driving human, crazy. Well, yeah. human
2: trafficking, let's be honest.
1: Mm-hmm. There there oh, are bigger yeah. issues out there. They're they're not gonna
2: they don't give a shit. Yeah. Uh these days, especially in Illinois. Now, I don't know, some down there in this in the southeast monkey, those states can be a little sketchy.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh, yep, uh, that's I'll, why I'll you only yes. say southeast. <laughs> <laughs>
2: yeah, exactly. I mean, because you know, uh even when I drive or used to from Illinois down to Florida or whatever, some of them states, you know, Mississippi, Alabama, Georgia, some of them states, you would, if we detour through, I would, I mean, I'd have a little pucker factor. Even I would watch my speed. You know, I'd have my badge ready, have have what the conversation starter ready. You know, whatever, <laughs> just to get my <laughs> ass out of. It. Yeah. Because <laughs> yeah. police are different everywhere. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, yeah. I mean, in the UK, that some of the, you know the laws you guys have there over there on on this uh, miracle drug is just just so prohibit prohibitive. prohibitive. Mm-hmm. I, I don't yeah. understand. I can't comprehend why. Well, I do know probably big pharma has a lot to do with it. You know, put money
1: in yeah, the pockets. Yeah, that's exactly it, mate. Yeah, that's <laughs> big pharma and the money in the pockets.
2: Well, yeah, but... when I saw uh, there was something came out where they were telling the CBD and hemp growers to, to not be uh, racketeering and, and all this shit. And mm-hmm. I thought, you know, those are the same son of a bitches. They're taking money from Big Pharma and have been for so long it's, that it's just laughable when they come out with stuff like that.
1: It is man. What are we talking about here? You yeah, know? sick of it. Yeah, it's, it should be legalized and easy to access for anybody over the age of eighteen.
2: I agree. I agree. Well, in the in states like,
1: twenty-one, but yeah, some states twenty-one. Yeah,
2: yeah. Uh, ours is ours is twenty-one. Um, I think it, if you approach it why you know talk to people at the dispensaries that's what they're there for these people are educated folks man
0: i said Mm -hmm. that all along talk to your bud tenders they know what's going on yeah they're afraid yeah they were they were ignorant ones too so like you know naive so ask them they will help
2: exactly and and they all are dealing with with demons too you know they are there to uh provide positive energy and assistance and gets you away from whatever demons are chasing you and uh, I have found you know, I've, I've made friends with a lot of uh, they, they to this day you know I, I ain't been back but I still stay in contact with them I'm, I tell them I ain't paying your fucking taxes <laughs> it's just nuts mm-hmm. so I, I just love uh, home grow because I can you know blend my own special joints i can uh, you know i'm looking at making uh some concentrates uh, it's really interesting now i mean you know it just uh it has become such a big part of my life like i said it just um i i uh wish i would have been able to get into it sooner you know mm.
1: so it's a big flip then from you know, enforcing the law where people wasn't allowed to have it to like loving it the way that you do but when did it become fully legalized in Illinois?
2: Let's see here. Well, I was two thousand seventeen, I think sixteen so or seventeen. So it
1: hasn't even been that long. Damn,
2: no, no, and it was all you know. We are the children and grandchildren of the reefer
1: madness folks. Yeah, yeah, for sure.
2: So they taught us, oh, marijuana will lead you down the wrong path, and then I became a cop and shit we we used to take up airplanes and spot the grows out in cornfields and or out yeah and or out in the woods and then uh we'd go out hiking and spend a couple days in the late hot sweaty summer cutting down hundreds of beautiful plants
1: Mm -hmm. i think
2: back and i'm oh my god i wish i just (laughs) <laughs> Just would be able to go back and grab some of those but hundreds, guys. And yeah. then we burn them, burn them all, you know, dump diesel on them and burn them all.
1: what a shame. Oh, all God. Done. Yeah. And,
2: and, and then also, uh, you know, that's what got me into undercover work was purchasing an ounce of marijuana from a college kid. And it led us to, kilos of coke but it, it it's wow. not because it's a gateway drug it's because that dude was a drug dealer
1: yeah yeah, yeah <laughs> you know? for sure right. Right. Uh-huh.
2: and it just so happened he also dealt weed but that was not his big money thing so um but it, it was i had smoked in college um i played uh, basketball at a junior college and a lot of those kids were from the inner city and they grew up smoking weed smoking Mm -hmm. blunts Mm -hmm. so philly blunts before practice after practice (laughs) before games after games you know but then you i i had to quote unquote grow up and uh get a job and then let me (laughs) you can't smoke weed as a cop especially in the 90s and 2000s so i mean i'm sure there were some but i i didn't hang out with them uh, but now, uh, hell, there's police departments that are making policies where their officers can smoke off duty. Uh, that's good that's, that's good. reasonable. Yeah mm-hmm. well,
0: I mean if you can have a beer off duty, why can't you, you know enjoy a, a vape?
2: Exactly. And I was I, I didn't have a huge part in it, but I spoke with uh, the assistant chief, uh, I don't want to name the department because it's that not cool, official man. yet. Yeah, yeah. Not official yet, but and and he and, and they had basically took the medical marijuana policy of other states and and combined it with their off-duty alcohol policy and came up with you know this and uh, cities all for it. The attorneys are all for it. Sweet. Uh, it's 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 a great time to be involved with this, isn't
1: it, guys? Mm-hmm. Well, it we're still in uh, illegal places right now, both of us. Yeah, but times will change eventually, and we can see what what it, what it's going to be like to some extent by seeing what's going on in the USA over there.
2: What do you guys think about the Delta Eight craze? I have a theory <sighs> on that.
1: Yeah, well, well, Monkey knows more about that than I do. Yeah, Delta-8
0: down here in the Southeast is very popular because of the legal situations and things down here. Uh, Actually, it scares the hell out of me because Delta-8 is so unregulated. You have absolutely no idea what you're buying when you go into the stores. And then, you know, then you're getting something that is a watered down version of a natural cannabinoid without the flavonoids, terpenes or anything else. You're basically getting chemical crap. So... In a, in, a, in a nutshell, I, 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 it scares me, man.
2: I you agree. Um, but I, I have a problem with anything that, you know, they have to screw with in a lab mm-hmm. and, and uh, then put into your body. Um, now, also, I see the government not putting any brakes on that whatsoever.
0: No, not really. Um, and that's that's the scary part. I mean, yeah. if you're going to go into a dispensary and buy real flour, real good bud, it has to be tested and, and verified. But these vapes that you can go into any vape store or any filling station and just buy right over the counter, they're not tested. they they could be anything could be in them things.
2: Anything. Yeah, it's it's scary. Um, and then our, our kids are getting a hold of that crap too, and it's mm-hmm. just another chemical. But um, I, I just worry that the federal government here in the states sees that as their opportunity to get in on taxing the marijuana plant because the states that are very legalized it have taxed the crap out of it to where people don't want to go to the dispensaries or can't afford to so mm-hmm. this is a way they can get their fingers in And I don't you know that's just a theory but uh, I understand what you're saying yeah it's scary it just it really is I, I don't I don't like it whenever uh, my friends say, hey, I got got uh, you know granddaddy perps or whatever, uh, Delta 8. You know, I'm like, that is not granddaddy perps number one or two, Delta 8. <laughs> no, <laughs> no,
1: no, no, no. Yeah, yeah man,
2: very true. Uh, and if you really want some good bud, come out here to Vandyland and we'll smoke some of mine.
1: That's you know? right. The homegrown is the best ship, man
2: amen yeah i I really really believe that because i know what's going into that plant i put love and care and positive energy into that thing Mm -hmm. and i don't know it all comes back doesn't it man every bit of it comes right back to you it does it really does what once you put into that plant you're gonna get out of it it's like life right Mm -hmm. it really is and you see the life cycle of that plant right in front of you, too. Uh, you put good care into it, you're mm. going to get some really good bud. If you don't oh, give yeah. a darn about it, you're not going to get that good of bud. You're going to get some bud.
1: That <laughs> yeah, that, yeah, that's it. But it won't be cured properly. It won't be that tasty, smooth shit that we all enjoy smoking.
2: So, Monkey, do, do you grow,
0: then? Oh, yes, very okay. much so. Uh, I'm also a medical user. Uh, okay. You know, when they, they. Uh, the, the, uh, opioid crisis all crested in, in all the states locked down opioids that my, my uh, orthopedic doctor basically said he could no longer give me my normal prescription mm-hmm. for my back pains. And I was on the lowest possible opioid that he could give me, but I did need something on occasion, but he, he said no longer under the law. Could, could he provide this for me? And he suggested going to over the counter medications, which I did. And eventually they tore my stomach up. So I needed an alternative. So, uh, mm-hmm. I've been to, had been to Colorado and Oregon and I knew that it worked. So, yeah, I decided you know, I've been through grows. Why the hell? Let's do this.
2: Yes. So, yes.
0: yes. Well, it's following the three rules, though. You know, basically, my wife and I are the people who know about it. That's it. Yeah. Nothing ever leaves this house. It's all my medicine. Mm-hmm.
2: That's where you got to treat. It. That's where you have to treat because, it, it, you know, it is not worth losing access to what we have uh, that's right just plotting it and you know now i will post like photos of my big ass buds but and i always make sure everybody knows this ain't for sale this is medicine for me yeah and um they all know what i get from it so now do you guys grow auto flowers then or uh, grow probably.
0: everything really. Yeah, I, I prefer it grow photos. Everything. Mostly, I grow photos, but you know, I'll, I'll throw an auto running together every now and then.
2: I'm into autos big time. I'm not sure why. I just uh, have, but I think my next grow will be photos. Um, I just I'm getting such large uh, returns off the autos. I think that's probably why I just yeah,
1: autos them. are good nowadays, man. You just pop them and let them grow. Let them do their thing. They're good. Yeah, you get yes. faster
0: from seed, seed to harvest on an auto is much faster, not not much faster, let's say a little bit faster, you know, depends how you run it. I but, just, yes, yeah, you know, good stuff.
2: I still don't know when to trim, you know, exactly. I kind of just let the plant talk, tell me, but I, I don't know. I, I know there's so many different theories out there. I kind of just do my own thing, I, I guess. But every, I think every grower I talk to has a different theory about all kinds of stuff.
0: Mm -hmm. i was kind of like that when i started around percy's i'd pretty much done most of it on my own i've been to some other forums and done some things started running some diaries out there and and community helped me you know it 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 made me find my way put it that way i I developed my own style at percy's so now if you look you look at a monkey grow everybody if i post a picture they know it's a monkey a monkey plant i mean that's one of those things it's how i grow
2: I'm excited about getting into that grow room guys because I, I you know like I said I, I am very i've I've leaned fully into this uh, you know cannabis and it being uh, the miracle that I needed at the time I needed it and uh, it, it seems like you guys are like-minded and, oh, yeah. and and we have to stick together, you know um, because there are a lot of folks out there that still, demonize this plant and, and and want to take it from us
1: do you think you'd be able like the the, the police officers you used to work with in illinois of has their perspective of cannabis changed Do they see it as a good thing now
2: okay so you you have two groups and you can see where the split is in its generation right um, okay yeah yeah
1: yeah so, if, so if the, I the young have, guys are okay with it and the old guys have problems
2: I, I, yes, that's, that's what, you know, especially the older salty dogs that, yeah, for whatever reason, they connect it with all the other drugs that we deal with, because. Reaper madness, man.
0: That's all it is. Well, not Not only
2: that, but every search warrant that I ever did for a meth or a coke (laughs) bus, there was some weed there. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Right. So what? So fucking what? You know, we're here for the heart, the Coke. We're here for the math that don't connect the two, the the three, It's apples and oranges. But yeah, it's the older, the older uh, cops, I think, um, have maybe some of a issue with it still. But even they're changing because they see what it does does for family members and and folks around them, you know, Um, Mm. and they all know stoners don't hop in cars, drive a hundred mile an hour and hit a bus full of kids. Stoners want to stay home. We'll watch a great show. We'll we'll smoke. We'll laugh. Um, You know, maybe some call me antisocial, but but this is just (laughs) where I want to be.
0: (laughs) And what like a I good festival you know a good bud and a good a good music festival is really nice too but yeah i just want to chill i want to be a part of the world
2: well i have two uh concerts coming up scheduled uh one is girl in red i don't know if you guys know her but she's a norwegian uh lady and my daughter loves her so we're going to that up in chicago then also alt j which is an alternative band. Uh, Mackie, you may have heard of them. They're from the UK.
1: No, no. Okay.
2: So that we're going to them. So yeah, I, I like to do that too. I'll get high. You know, I'll have my edibles. I'll probably smoke in the concert. Mm-hmm. Um, but other than that, it's uh yeah, I want to be part of the world too. I don't want to just clam up, but I'm also very cognizant of those that still
0: Yeah don't want to be respected
2: the, the way I do.
0: Yeah, I need to be respectful of their opinion. I'm not going to get in their face or anything like mm-hmm. that. I don't need that. The plant doesn't need me to, to argue for it. It's good by itself.
1: So I just you need to that. show it to people. You know, when, when they see what it can do, their minds pretty much change quickly.
2: Very quickly. So, yeah, especially those that are associated with me and, and, and see the huge turnaround in mm-hmm. my life. Like mm-hmm. I said, I mean, I laid it out there. I was dying on the floor in the living room Counting the fewest steps from you know from my encampment to the refrigerator and back, from my encampment to the bathroom and back, and that's all I would do, guys.
1: How long were you years. for about two years? Are you completely off those now?
2: I still what they call a maintenance dose because we weaning me down, mm-hmm. but it, I, I mean, just a couple a day from a handful a day.
1: Yeah, you know? yeah 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 any improvement even one less a day is good you know
2: amen uh and my body knows it but i, I also i still i'm having some health issues and they're directly related to the opioids you know mm-hmm. stomach issues like mm-hmm. you were saying monkey yeah, yeah
0: oh yeah yeah the opioids tore me up in the um, <clears throat> NSAIDs also did you know oh, ulcers and just completely horrible stuff eventually in yeah, cannabis it, it, magically, you know, I can put a little bit of edible cannabis in my coffee in the morning and it gets me through most of the day right there with back pain. So that's a miracle in itself, right there,
2: brother. I'm sipping on some Canada coffee right now. Yes. <laughs> and you did
0: you know exactly what it does for that back pain? It makes <laughs> it completely go away, it melts,
2: amen. And, and what I also found too is, uh ptsd is huge in law enforcement i mean yep. it is probably the number one issue because it leads to the suicide and mm-hmm. my brothers and sisters are taking their own lives more than perpetrators are killing us Damn, and it's alarming and, that's scary
1: and, isn't it yeah that's crazy man. yeah
2: it it became such a huge issue for me i and i'm not trying to make this about my book but i did write my first book inside a cop's mind and it was it was therapy it took me two years to write it but i started writing it in june of 2018 well i got on medical marijuana in february of 2018 so it it expanded my mind almost immediately Mm -hmm. to Mm. the point where i was like i'm ready for therapy let's do this so i knocked that out and uh during the whole process i fell in love with this plant and I, uh, I continue to be marveled by it, you know, yeah. I really do. Yeah.
0: The other good thing about this plan is there is a community tied to it. When you, when you yes. find your way into this community, we're very like-minded people.
2: Amen. And, and yeah, you, you don't see uh, chat rooms and podcasts about pill popping, you know, no, <laughs> not at all. <laughs>
0: Yeah, we're, I mean, we're talking I, about nurturing our girls in our tent. You know, that's what we're talking about here.
2: Yeah, and healing our bodies and minds, and really realizing that we all are connected. You're not special uh, in the way that you think you are. Um, you're special in the way that we're all connected. Uh, your world is not so important that you can't help someone else out that you can't show compassion, that you mm-hmm. can't show love and joy. Well said.
1: Right. Yeah, man, indeed. And, so and what That's
2: is, what this plant's all about.
1: So what is your book about then inside the, inside the police officer's mind? Was it?
2: It, um, I, I, what I did was I, it's heavy on, you know, trying to explain PTSD and law enforcement and why mm. cops are the way they are, you know, Okay, Mackie, you're speeding. I pull you over. I'm an asshole. That wasn't me, but I'm just giving you an example. Um, uh, Give me your license. Give me your insurance. And by the way, do I smell cannabis in this car? Yes. You know. uh, (laughs) uh, Well, (laughs) the way, yeah, the way that. uh, So that cop may be a total asshole because he just came. From a call where he spent four hours at a house where a you know a six-year-old was raped or beat the hell out yeah, of that
1: Yeah. Yeah. So
2: and maybe not that day it happened, but it happened within, you know, the last month or what mm-hmm. and those calls compound. And so the book kind of starts out at the you know, the call that kind of ended it all for me mentally. Two weeks before I got injured, my back got injured. I saw my best friend and partner get the shit beat out of him with a flashlight. Um, I found him lay, laying in between two houses. Uh, there was a pistol laying on the ground, blood gushing out of his head. I thought he'd been shot. Um, so mentally, I, I was ready to check out it, anyway, you know. So that it starts with that and then kind of goes through some of the crazy ass calls I had. There's Chapter in there where a lady hit a three eighty pistol in her vagina. Uh, oh yeah, <laughs> hot fuzz And, and, and I interviewed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I interviewed her for two hours, guys, and it was in there.
1: Okay, so as I mentioned earlier, there's a little bit of graphic detail going on here. So if you want to skip for a couple of minutes, if you want to avoid it, then now is the time to do so. See you in a bit.
2: She wouldn't tell me that it was you know, where the pistol was. We had responded to a shooting. Well, you we know where that. it was. Oh my God. Well, I do now.
0: <laughs> yeah. yeah.
2: Uh, at the time we could we searched the apartment, she signed a consent to search the apartment and we knew something was up then. you know it's like, yeah, uh, we didn't have to get a search warrant. She signed consent. So uh, we couldn't find it anywhere. Search the apartment complex. I've interviewed for two hours. So I called my buddy, who's a detective, he comes in, he's with her. 10 minutes. And he's like, why is she walking like that? <laughs> <laughs> What'd you do to her?
0: <laughs> Bring her over to the prison. Have her sit on the chair. You know, let the paper oh, go.
2: Off. Well, that's I mean, come let's be honest. It could have <laughs> um in any time, guys. I, I she asked me for some water. I left the room. I got her water. I came back in. She could have shot me. Yeah. She has to right. go to the bathroom. She went to the bathroom. She could have came out and shot me. Yeah. I, I don't know how but for two hours she hid that thing in there (laughs) I didn't know and I I consider myself you know a keen observer person and she didn't give any hits so my buddy comes in interviews her 10 minutes and he comes out with some tissue papers folded over and he enters the room and I'm not trying to be nasty here but I immediately smelled rotten tuna. Uh, oh. And he lays it down on the table and I'm like, what the fuck? And he goes, there's the gun. And I said, where was it? It stinks. And he opened and when he opens up the tissue papers, uh, like I said, I'm not trying to be gross. I'm just oh, telling God. the story like it was, man. Oh, God, there no. Was, I don't know. I <laughs> lie, was right. There was some hair, some smeg. Yeah, oh. some smeg on there. Oh.
1: Uh, oh. And
2: and we so you know we properly uh put it in a you have to put anything with biological evidence on it cannot go in a plastic bag it will rot real quick so you you put it in like one of those brown paper bags okay Hmm. so we put it in there properly label it go down put it in one of the temporary storage evidence lockers well that was on early sunday morning oh, god. monday morning when the evidence tech came in i got a phone call oh
1: god it,
2: it was still stinking
0: and she was
2: pissed she's like where was this at like at the bottom of a lake what's going on i told the story
0: but yeah what's that i said the bottom of something but uh...
2: <laughs> yeah amen Uh, but yeah so i when i told her the story she was really mad i mean she touches everything with gloves anyway but it just it was just disgusting but hilarious in in uh in its own right too i mean it it became a chapter in the book but yeah that's where the ptsd
1: came from shit well my god (laughs) yeah let's be honest i mean he he has never eaten two cents <laughs> <laughs> Can't go near it. <laughs> Every pistol I just... touch is sticky. After that,
2: <laughs> I, I, I'll never look at a three eighty the same. I never ever will look at it. It's always like, I wonder so... if that
0: would Oh, don't do that again. This
2: was like a three. Uh, let's see, at least three and a half, four inch. uh You know, overall length. Oh, this one. But,
0: yeah, this was what those you had tiny to purse to pieces. In?
2: What's that now? This wasn't a little tiny purse gun or something like that. Oh no, this was oh. a full size, like you, it's like a you, you know the Walther PPK that. Oh yeah, James Bond. That's yeah. what it was, guys.
1: <laughs>
2: that's the easiest way. That's what it
0: was. <laughs> James, where's your gun?
2: <laughs> <laughs> well, it, it, what you have to consider too is the hand grip. I mean, the overall length is one thing, but the hand grip. The- I know. That is and the, shocking. I guess it so defies logic. Guys.
0: So many questions. <laughs> it defies logic, doesn't it? It does. <laughs> Nobody
1: should do that. Oh, but, my God, no. Well, and then, you know... Okay, that's the graphic content bit over now. We're back to normal. That was gruesome. E- the the good, We
2: had good times, too, man, and I put some of those in there. Uh, yeah, the, uh, we started a Cops for Kids program where every Christmas we would take... Uh, you know the children that, that wouldn't have a Christmas otherwise. We take them shopping, mm-hmm. and we hooked up with this the young man that uh, broke. Uh, he uh, melted our hearts. He uh, he was a cancer patient down at St. Louis Children's Hospital. He didn't want anything bought for him. He wanted to buy gifts for all the kids there. So that's what we did. We mm-hmm. hauled them, hauled them down there and uh it seems the like i saw something
0: about that on tv or something like that the kid wanted to play santa claus in the hospital he did yeah it was big news uh yeah back, i think i remember we... seeing that when that happened that was awesome the kid he was, was smiling us, ear
2: to ear man it was crazy um the joy we got from that extended my career by five years because wow. we did that program and we knew because we would uh, do some fundraisers for it all year round. And uh, so it was always part of our consciousness. Mm-hmm. Uh, we knew we had that to fall back on no matter what shit we dealt with mm-hmm. on a daily basis. We had those beautiful kids smiling, crisp uh, pizza party, all the whole nine yards took to walmart spent about 150 to 200 bucks on each kid and the thing that really like uh landon was a little he, he's since passed but no uh, Landon. it's not just landon it was all them kids wanted to buy gifts for their siblings or their parents because uh, they they knew that their parents weren't going to have Christmas, either their siblings, we may not have been able to take. We tried to take entire families, you know. Mm -hmm. Uh, We got up to like at one point, I think we took 150 kids, Uh, but then we would buy for 50 more, you know, Mm -hmm. as much money as we made, we spent, you know, we would spend 10 to $18,000 every year uh, just buying these, trying to make uh, the world a brighter place through these Mm -hmm. kids.
1: Awesome, and give man.
2: them a different perspective on cops as well that, you know, not every police officer that shows up at your doors there to arrest your mom or your dad or your sibling, mm-hmm. we're, we're, we're human too, you know, mm-hmm. and we love and we care and we have kids too. And we want, uh, we love the smile on children's face for any reason, especially around Christmas time for God's sakes. If you don't mm-hmm. like a smiling kid around Christmas time, you're, I don't want any part of your vibe. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? Yeah. yeah, So that was huge, um, and you know, but I tried to end the book on a high note <laughs> with that uh, story there. Um, like I said, he's since passed. It was a car accident. Sixteen years old, oh, man. Damn,
1: man, fucking us. So it was a, it was a car accident that got him as well. I mean,
2: this poor kid it just life had it out from him, you know, for him from the get go because mm. he he got cancer at like eight or nine, you know. Uh, he Psych. was so young. It didn't even. Well, he, he, here's what was so wild about this kid. Eight or nine years old. Uh, don't quote me on the age, but I know it was right around there. Mm-hmm. And he was more centered. And than most adults that I've ever been around. He like he was an old soul and he knew. Probably didn't have long hair for whatever reason. But when he was here he was going to make a difference and by God, he did. He, he, he took this hard ass cop's heart and just melted it, <laughs> you know? Yeah. So it, uh, he became a huge part of, of the middle of my career. Uh, mm-hmm. but then, like I said, towards the end of it, it was filled with PTSD and, uh, nagging injuries, not just my back, but my knees, and, uh, shoulders and you know, it's uh there's a lot of fights in those 20 years falling down stairs and crashing into glass tables and through doors and yeah um so body takes a tear not like a football player but uh you know well like a cop i mean shit you know uh like a cop takes a beating not just physically but mentally um and i just i pray that more law enforcement personnel are able to um get away from all that bs yeah with uh you know w- w- hey maybe cbd will work for you but at least try it don't be so close-minded that you know you're not willing to uh help yourself or you, you know uh, a family member because you, you, ha- you uh, have a closed mind about this drug this uh plant Yeah.
1: You know, as a police officer like um I can't even forget. I can't remember how I was going to ask this question. I'm a little stoned,
2: (laughs) but I feel you brother.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, really? I picked the sativa Um, so I can't
2: shut the fuck up. (laughs) Yeah. It's, it's,
1: uh, do you see, because law, you have the, uh, all these laws restricting drugs of all kinds. Do you see that a majority of crime is related to the drug laws or is it down to violence or, or is just like that even related to the drug laws? Do you think crime would be substantially decreased? if drugs were properly regulated
2: if we were to properly regulate and hand out all drugs not just cannabis Mm -hmm. i'm talking people that are addicted to heroin or you know they already have the the, those clinics and they're seeing some positive results in the clinics that are unright Mm -hmm. Um, but you get people on a program i would think you would see crime uh, drop drastically a lot of people are stealing and robbing and killing so they can uh, support their drug habits Mm
0: -hmm.
2: and fuel these uh, cartels that aren't even from America. You know, we, we could, you know, cut some of the hydra's heads off if we were to do that, I think. And I, Mm -hmm. I do believe that a lot of violent now alcohol is huge. I don't know that I've ever been to a domestic where, Somebody wasn't drunk on alcohol. You know, it just seems like those are connected. But uh, a huge one around here and still remains and has been the king for 20 years is meth. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So I think if you were to properly regulate that, have clinics, have support systems, and we're starting to see a little bit with a drug court. I don't know if you have that where you're from, monkey.
0: Um, I'm aware of it, but no, I'm not, okay. I don't think they have it exactly where I'm at.
1: Mm.
2: I'm sure and you guys don't have it no, <laughs> no, like, don't like, have it like, it. like that. No, it's kind of like a diversion program, you know. If you if it if it's even you know, meth. I've seen people turn their lives around instead of going to prison, they get them on programs. And I'm like, well, for God's sakes, we we've been hard, trying to get something like that forever for these kids, because these they're not
1: bad people. They're, mm-hmm. they're right. you and me. Yeah. You, yeah. you just got themselves into a bad situation. Huh? Exactly. And well, once they and have a have...
0: felony record now, they're branded
2: for the rest of their life as, as
0: troublemakers.
2: Yes. And they have no freaking options. Right. So let's give them some options. The options mm-hmm. they see are to continue down that path of domestic violence, theft, homicide, child abuse, um, so let's try to because what we're doing the war on drugs is a joke yeah it's been a joke from the inception oh yeah uh it's made more money former police officer saying this hey hey, and i and i was in it guys 20 years i was Mm. in it (laughs) you know you can't i wasn't i wasn't like at some poda fucking hillbilly department i mean it was a city of 20,000 people, daily population of probably 35,000. So a lot of souls, a lot of hatred. Uh, We saw the gamut, you know, homicides, Mm -hmm. everything. So yes, this is a police officer that has been in the shit saying this, that I think that if we have to break the cycle somehow, the drug war has been lost. Let's take a knee and fucking punt and figure out something because what we're doing is not And It won't work. It's tried. It's failed. It's continued to fail. All it does is make money for like big pharma for, uh, you know, a lot of these um, uh, departments that get millions of dollars a year to fight the drug war uh, would probably want to just shoot me in the face for saying this, but it's the Mm. truth. And if they were to set down do a self-assessment. They would realize it that, that that we lost that goddamn war a long time ago, guys. Mm-hmm. Why are we still even attempting? Why are we still lobbing missiles at it? They cost too much money. Let's do this somewhere else.
1: Yeah, mm-hmm. it's because they're all told to by the bosses, though, isn't it?
2: Hey man, yeah, they just doing their job. Everybody answers to somebody. Mm-hmm. You know, but Gotta that, that bills is, well. That excuse is. You know piss poor yeah then, that's it it's uh, not a just, good excuse job man yeah. just doing my job sir i use that guys you know i'd mm. break a door down with with a fucking battering ram you know there'd be kids all around screaming crying with throwing the dad down face first on the floor and like i said sometimes through a glass <laughs> you know a uh, glass table and, and these kids are seeing that, you know, and we're just doing our job. That we're just doing our jobs. Yeah, mm-hmm. we yes, we are, but there's also a different way to do the job.
1: Yeah. That's it's the Aren't way we exploring to put it. That. Mm-hmm.
2: You can still get all that funding. Just put it somewhere else. It's gonna my hey guys, change is hard for everybody. Mm-hmm. And but this isn't change for the sake of change, it's change to help society as a whole
1: yeah, and change because the current method isn't working true you know the, the old saying is if it ain't broke don't fix no, it. Like, it this is fucking broken how many you years know? have
2: we been fighting this
0: goddamn drug mm-hmm. war yeah they just keep changing so. the they... rules every, every time <laughs> they say we're winning it they change the rules and all of a sudden we're not so I really think it's a self-perpetuating war you know it's one yeah. of those deals mm-hmm. a new enemy this week so let's go ahead and fight this new war I don't know. It gets
1: me angry sometimes. I'm sorry. Yeah, we all suffer with it in the Western world, man. It's yeah, it's just one of these stupid things that our governments have forced us into. But times seem to be changing. We seem to be moving in the right direction.
2: Hopefully, yeah, I agree. Yeah,
1: I see. I agree. Hopefully, I pray
2: so, and and I'll be here. I'm sorry, Mackie. Go ahead.
1: i oh, was just saying, you know, hopefully, just agreeing. Yeah, hopefully, agree. moving in the
0: right direction is what we're saying. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
2: Well, seems I'm going like to be me. a positive voice for it. I'll tell you that for all yeah. of it. I'm not going to stop with just this interview. I mean, I, I you know, like I said, my, my the first book was like therapy, the PTSD. This next one's going to be all about uh, how I got off opioids and how to do what I did. Mm-hmm. You know, I've spent $3,000. You guys know that shit. My first hint, I think I spent, Hundred dollars on got a hundred dollar light <laughs> and I was rocking yeah. and rolling, man. I was in heaven. <laughs> <laughs> so that I, I start with something, that, yeah, yes. But it, it so I want to, I think it's my duty now as a former police officer to show folks that there is a different way, there is a healthier way, there's you know. No one's mm-hmm. ever died off smoking some reefer mm-hmm. or nope. taking some <sighs> edibles, man.
0: Yep. Nope. You may go to sleep. You wake up in the morning with a hangover from maybe bad edibles or something, but that's about as far as it's going to go.
2: Yeah. And that's why I tell people, if you, if you get too high on edibles, don't worry. Don't freak out. Just fall asleep. Just let it take you to sleep, man. Yep. And you'll be go just that. lay down
0: and relax and just yeah. drift. <laughs> mm-hmm.
2: Enjoy the ride. <laughs> <laughs> so well, so got, your
1: first book is already published, right? You've got that written and it's out. You can people can buy it online.
2: Yes, yeah, so they can buy it on Amazon. It's okay. uh inside a cop's mind and it's by David Vanderport. Um, you know, I just I I give that book away more than I care about. So I think I've lowered the price as far as I can go because I Amazon wants their freaking cut, you know, for print oh, yeah, and yeah, whatever. Yeah, which yeah, I yeah. I mean, whatever. So I basically just give it away. And, you know, I I, uh, I just want to spread as much positive energy about this as I can, because I, I wouldn't put my heart and soul into something if I did not believe that I could make a difference. And I think the next book will truly make a difference. I don't know. Maybe it'll be a flop. I don't care. I'm going to get it out there. I'll self-publish it if I have to, but I don't think I'm going to have to. <laughs> Um, and then you know I'll t- I'll ride that wave too because I've I've really enjoyed riding the wave of po- positive energy that I've gotten from the cannabis community. Man, y'all open uh, welcome me with open arms, and it it is just uh, it feels like I'm home. You good, know? good.
1: That's like a, I've in been searching good community here it. with all these stoners. We're all good people. <laughs> <laughs> we actually are really Hippies nice love these home people. <laughs> Goddamn hippies! Yeah, man. It's, uh, really cool. I, I enjoy
0: yeah. it. Um... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <in> fuck. <laughs> I, I
1: just,
2: God, man, so many times I, I can see a dude's hair flying through the wind as I face planted, and you know, goddamn hippie had some LSD on him, <laughs> whatever popped off and i face slammed in and, you know now i'm a fucking hippie with long hair Times have changed. it's been a
1: weird couple yeah, of years man. man you know
2: <laughs> yeah well i bear the scars of my former life but i'm certainly gonna enjoy this one and if it means i grow my hair in the middle of my back fuck it and i yeah, smell man. like weed everywhere i go fuck it you know you know, I'm, I'm, if i ever turn
1: still... into that guy kill me <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh my my 25 year old self is like what the fuck are you doing you know <laughs> like get your head right son get your head in the game well i would tell him my head was out of the game yeah. for so long and now it is in the
1: game they listen kid you know? i've got more life experience than you Ooh. shut up <laughs> that's right shut up you don't <laughs> yeah. know what i know
2: mm-hmm amen man and it's so funny too uh you know i still uh, talk to some of my uh, former protégés in, in on police force and uh so i get to hear some of the stories of the rookies and i'm like were we ever that fucking green were we ever yep. that stupid man yeah come on, on. <laughs> <laughs> but like i said too they're their view on cannabis is uh, much more relaxed than mine was at their age. So there's progress.
0: Yeah. Yeah. They didn't grow up in the reefer, reefer madness generation. It was, you know, it was mainstream when they were born pretty much starting up. So.
2: Yeah. And my children, I have a 18 year old, who's getting ready to go off to college, you know? And um, so she's been fully exposed to the, how, the miracle of taking her father from a slug to a productive member of society again
0: with a yeah. plant, with a yeah. plant, mm-hmm. oh, with a plant that you can grow it's, yourself. Oh, that's been
2: demonized for my entire life, my mom's entire life, half my grandmother's life, uh, and so now this generation is seeing that. Oh man. This thing is awesome. This plant is great, you know. And don't, you know, I'm not saying everybody go out and get fucking stoned. You know, every teenager mm-hmm. go out mm-hmm. and get stoned. I'm saying there are miracles that this plant produces that you can take advantage of too if you use it responsibly. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now, yeah. hey, I'm in my mid forties, guys. If I want to get fucking ripped, I'm gonna get fucking
1: ripped. Yeah, man. You know? You've yeah, done your I'm time. Ripped.
2: Yeah, like, amen, Mackie. That's
0: right. Like, done said, my time. If you get ripped, you're going to sit on the couch and enjoy yourself for a little while. You're not going to get in the car and go ride around fast or create a ruckus or try to hurt anybody. I mean, hell. I'm more
2: likely to get on my tractor <laughs> to go, go drive around my five acres here and look at the beauty of nature than I am to get my. Truck and drive to town. Yeah, maybe oh, do man, a little mowing
0: or something like that, or whatever. Yeah, something or by yourself. Nature walk, whatever. <laughs> <man>. <laughs> anything. Yeah. On
2: <laughs> you know, you never. Everything's know, better on weed. What's that mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, mm-hmm. I keep talking over you there. Oh no, yeah. I was
1: just laughing. I was, I wasn't even saying anything. <laughs> All right,
2: yeah. I just, uh well, we're battening down the hatches here. We, uh they're calling for up to fourteen inches of snow. And- what? quarter inch of ice yeah man it's supposed man. to come in tomorrow i think yeah
0: yeah we had so temperatures buy- in the we had temperatures in the 80s yesterday so i mean my gosh it's
2: 55 here today it's raining but it's gonna mm-hmm. drop. the we got an alberta clipper coming monkey oh Look out. no
0: I oh those yeah it might cut
2: you guys too it's supposed yeah. to get pretty low i'll have to watch so, that i don't know but you know i'll get high i'll get on my tractor i've got snow plow on it and i'll go push everybody's snow in the goddamn area <laughs> <laughs>
0: there you go see very day i'll enjoy everybody
2: it. <laughs> yep i'll enjoy it and they will spread the love we'll get cookies and gift cards and stuff i never asked for but i'll do it because i Sweet, just mate. love spreading the joy
1: that's right that's what it is to be a stoner just get well yeah
2: you wouldn't have seen me doing that when i was on pills man i was i was a dick you know i would i really i didn't talk to the neighbors unless it was like i had to you know we kind of ran into each other because i like i said i live out on five acres but there's like houses closer to where you do run into your neighbor from time to time Mm -hmm. and uh i've You know, my relationships with them have totally changed, too, because of this plant. So there's another thing that I can chalk up to positive.
1: (laughs) Just think of the the people in Monkey State and other states where it hasn't legalized yet. How many police officers were in the similar situations to what you were five years ago? And just ready to leave the job with injuries and don't know what's going on with cannabis just yet.
2: Yeah, I, I can't wait for that veil to be lifted because mm-hmm. I think, you know, we're headed in that direction. It's just slower than we'd all like. But mm-hmm. yeah, there are so many that still suffer from, you know, opioid addiction that it it really saddens me. I mean, there's millions that are still hooked on that poison. That one
1: seems to be crazy, that one. Which one? What's it called? Fentanyl? Fentanyl?
2: Fet- oh. oh, yes. Fentanyl,
1: fentanyl. Yeah, mm-hmm.
2: And just think, I was on the maximum dose patches of that. Damn. Pumping into my system 247, 365 for I think two, three years, something like two years. Wow, now. man. And they're putting that stuff in uh cocaine and it's killing people. You know, mm-hmm. so you know it was killing me, it was just doing it
1: slower. You just think Ooh. of how much money yeah, the insurance companies had to pay out to the Ooh. to the pharmaceutical company, and now you don't have to when you're growing your own medicine.
2: Damn, Mac, I didn't think about that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, damn fortune. I'm paying $15 copay, they're paying fucking shit. You know, sometimes I saw, hey, your insurance saved you 900. Well, I'll tell you this there were a few times where my insurance work would not cover um it was back when i was taking 10 um 10 of those uh percocets a day and mm. it's 1200 guys for i think 120 pills so or whatever
1: yeah uh, yeah so two weeks worth 600 oh, yeah. A week. Mm.
2: yeah that's it man and so now i'm saving now I know you know the electric is a little higher, but it's only like sixty bucks higher a month. So I'm in the, I definitely I'm saving hundreds of dollars a month by growing sure. my sure. Mm.
1: Thousands hundreds. possibly, man. And, and
2: thousands every a year. That's thousands
0: right. a year.
1: Mm, the thousands in therapy. therapy.
0: Exactly. Yeah, well, and well, I can eat the terrorist therapy. therapy. Yeah, the therapy of growing your own medicine. Yes. Come on, that that's just something. So mm-hmm. special, you take your own medicine and put it, you know, put it to work for you. You know, I made that. That's special yeah. to me. I don't know. It's it's, it's very cool. Yeah, man. It, it really messed-
2: is. Well, and yeah, because that's something that you made, and it's giving you the same effect that something that you go to the dispensary and pay here. It's you know sixty dollars an eighth, and then the taxes on top of that. So you're paying like seventy five dollars an eighth by the time you get out of there, you know, it's just wicked yeah so I'm, See, I'm definitely not paying that um uh, and what i'm producing i'm probably pennies on the gram i don't know it's pretty damn low i'll tell you that yeah it is pretty
0: low i calculated it once i forget what it was but it's far far under, under that dollar a gram thing mm-hmm. it's way way low
2: yeah i mean i i can't believe it. it you know i mean we're putting that money to use elsewhere for god's sakes and it's yes. nice to do that because mm-hmm. I, like I said I got a 18 year old get ready to go to college that shit ain't cheap
1: mm-hmm.
2: <laughs> so uh it it's not only affecting me mentally and physically it's also has tentacles out you know out there where it's saving money elsewhere where we went over to you know go on vacation with a family or uh you know pay for my daughter's books or whatever the case may be yeah. but um there's oh. massive there is a put
1: fucking in the car and <laughs> You, know, you put food in the fridge, anything, yeah. well, everything, and
2: like I said, you don't have to spend three thousand dollars like I did on a shed, you do 100 bucks or less for a grow tent. Exactly, mm-hmm. you know, exactly. Grow, you know get the important seeds, thing man, is just start
1: doing it and it start man. Just start doing it once you get started, and you see how easy it is. People just get carried away. That, that's when it's good. Uh, I think I'm in that boat right now, Matt. Yeah, man. I'm getting Good. carried away. <laughs> Good, because I'm getting carried away too far. You'll I... be all right. Don't worry.
2: <laughs> yeah, well, I'm here. I didn't finish telling you. I I have a uh, I I devised a self watering automatic watering system where I have it set to where it waters. A, I got a hydro halos. I don't know if you guys have seen those. Yeah, yeah. Probably yeah. where. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I use those, and they. Um, on my five plants and it waters them twice a day, once in the morning and kind of once at uh well I got set at 420 because I'm a stoner. Um <laughs> make, make sure it's 7 so, a.m and yeah. the. <laughs> <laughs> but it's beautiful man. Mm-hmm. Just beautiful. Cause I can just let it do its thing. I don't even have to touch it. But you know, like like I said earlier, I I uh probably spend too you know give too much attention. I'm always clipping it freaking leaf off here or there you know and it's just, like you said it, it is therapy it's kind of meditative for me to do yeah. that i've transported to an entirely different dimension when i open you the door you should definitely try some room.
1: you should uh definitely try some photo periods then so you can do like okay. a, a low some low stress training maybe do a, okay. a screen of green in, in a scrub yeah. mate fucking that's that's being like in the grow room every day for an hour for like a three-week period just training training that's training right. you'd love it it's, it's, it's a man, that's a good way to spend the whole week. About
2: meditation
1: Whew. yeah man it's good shit
2: well i learned listening to you guys the other day this will prove that i listen to you guys <laughs> um i was not using a pk booster at okay. flowery okay uh-huh. yeah I, I i'm using the three-part uh general hydroponics okay uh some cow mag some uh hydroguard all right um that's that's
1: my notes I mean, you should get so, over to purses and get a diary started we can give you all the right directions there and stuff some pk would definitely be a good idea
2: man i ordered it it, it should be here yeah. uh well
1: depending on the snow man it may be here <laughs> next, week,
2: <right? laughs> maybe, maybe next year right well, well, yeah, like, I've got some flower. They're in the flowering stage right now, all five of them. So I want to get yeah. that on there. Sweet, yeah. Just start just all what's on mm-hmm, the bottle
0: mm-hmm. then. No, no, no. You want to start at about a quarter of the, of the rate that they have on the bottle and see how they handle it. And if you start seeing your your pistols start to get brown real fast or something like that, okay. you back off that PK because yeah, you be too light, much man. potassium or, or, or phosphorus will burn those pistols. Okay.
2: She's so yeah, right if you start right, seeing I, some browning. I, back off on it a little bit. I got to get my ass into Percy's. Like I said, I signed yeah, up. I just need to get in there because it. Like, I, I really feel – I was just kind of scrolling the chat there. And, you know, it looked like just an awesome community, man. Just those questions and answers mm-hmm. and, hey, how you doing, that type of thing. Everybody mm-hmm. seems cool. but
0: Yeah. Yeah, a of cool
1: people, man.
0: Want, I can only improve. You know? I'm always... No dicks What's at Percy's. I said that's the only rule we have at Percy's, no dicks. Everybody's <laughs> got to be polite to one another. <laughs>
2: I love it. I, I can I can abide by that rule, man, because I I I'm a student of Mother Mary Jane. I want to learn everything that she has to teach me because it's brought me this far. She can only take me. You know, I always say, "Screw the moon, we're going to Saturn." You know, <laughs>
1: um,
2: I really think this this plant. Uh, it, it, once and if I say I'm going to say once because I'm optimistic, optimist. They make it legal and they start really dumping—not millions, billions—into uh, funding and research. Hmm. I think they're going to find some really, real because they already are finding great things. You know, it's going to be crazy, uh, man. Like, uh, I think they're—they're going to just change the world with it if they want to. I mean, but we'll see. I'm here for it. I'm always going to be uh, a champion of it. I don't see that changing anytime soon. Um, and i that's know right. you guys will always be a home daddy, grower man. well you guys are on the front lines man shit i like i said just in the <laughs> short time i've been listening to you guys it's, it's taught
1: me some things so good uh, man yeah, great that's what, that's what we do for yeah that's what we do for sure. get more people yeah, that, to,
0: to learn how to grow and, and improve their grow, you know mission accomplished we just mm, want to overgrow shit. the world you know
2: i can't wait to get that pk booster on them and flowers man because they can only just get
1: yeah it's, yeah it's the terpenes that get pushed out as well that's the good shit man mm. you know, well, when it's properly fed in flour and it has everything it needs to function properly and it can produce everything it's supposed to produce it's just it improves the whole thing not just the size of the buds but the overall health of the plant which then produces you know just better cannabinoids and terpenes at the end it's so
2: is that pk boosters? that just because I'm growing in cocoa, or is that you do that anyway in flower uh Yeah, you do that in
1: soil. That's what the plant likes to eat when it's going through the flowering cycle. That's what that's what builds the flowers and provides enough energy to the plant to build the flowers. It doesn't need as much nitrogen at that point because the nitrogen makes the leaves and the stems, but that's already been built. It's only building flowers at this point, so it needs a lot less nitrogen. Lots less more potassium and phosphorus. I can do
2: that, man. You know, the, the, the beautiful thing about Amazon, even though they're going to take the world over, is that mm-hmm. I can get anything I want delivered to my front door. And in this state, I don't give a crap if it's discreet or not. You know, I mean, right. well, mm-hmm. relatively. I mean, I don't want everybody <laughs> knowing I got a grow operation out here, but you, you yeah, know yeah. what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, it's I'm a little more critical
0: work. for me. I mean, yeah, I, I'm really worried yes. about Amazon sometimes. I do use them a lot, but it's like, yeah. I've had a few things come, come with a hydro label on it. And then, you know, it's like, Ooh, not good. That ain't good.
2: That's not not where I live. "Hmm."
0: So my UPS driver might be wise here. Mm
2: -hmm. Yeah. I, I, I do. uh, You know, I have to worry about that, but I, I do consider that. Of the states that are not legal that you know these that light showed up at my door and it said right on the side of it exactly what it was hydrofarm fc <laughs>
1: <Yes>. <laughs> you know
2: led light i ain't yes. using that to, to to uh light the dining room you know
1: um oh, oh. oh my god <laughs> uh, <it> flies when <laughs> i'm sure we'll be gone. back in a second oh no yeah all oh, right Let's see if he comes back. Yeah, There he is. How cool is he back? Yeah.
2: Pop back in. Hello. That's sweet.
1: It must be your connection there, Macy. Macy, uh, David. David.
2: Hey, sorry, yeah. man. I think I lost connection.
1: Yeah, it's that frost yeah, coming to get it you. <laughs> it's freezing it your connection. It's
2: raining. It's starting to rain here, I think. I think our connection's getting jacked. All right.
1: What happens cool. here too,
2: yeah. I understand. That's cool. We
1: should wrap it up anyway because I want to go get some munchies and all of that yeah <laughs> it's, uh, getting, it's getting late now
2: it's 4 34 over here i smoked out at 4 20 with monkey and mackie man And it's <laughs> you go great time very sweet, nice
1: sweet very yeah, man, nice. we appreciate you joining us david it's been real good man i've enjoyed it hey i learned a I lot love i love it yeah, yeah man. I
0: learned a ton that's good get over to percy's let's get hey. some diaries up man that's right all right brother all yes. right, I
2: can do that, man. I can do that because I really think it will help me out, and uh, I'll learn a lot. So I- I- oh, yeah. I'm excited.
0: Nice. We lo- we love growing weed. We
1: love helping people grow weed too. So that's what we do, man.
2: Yes, I love it. <laughs> Like-minded <laughs> folks. alright <laughs> alright you All right. All um, right, y'all, man. Hey, you be great and be great at it.
1: And you too, man. Yeah. It's been a pleasure, bro. All right, Mackie. Later, Dave. All right, Mackie.
2: Thanks, monkey. <laughs> Bye, <dude>. Peace. <laughs> Peace.
1: Peace, man. Cool. Here's a cool guy. Yeah. There we go, everybody. Thank you very much for listening. I hope you enjoyed the episode. Thank you to David for coming to join us, taking the time out to come and speak to us. It was an epic interview. And he is now a member of persysgrowroom.com. You can find him on the forum under the Cannabis Cop. So cool guy message him say hi to him you know thank him if you enjoyed the interview if you have any questions and you can go check him out on purses or you can find him on twitter under david vanderport you can find his book on amazon just search for inside a cop's mind and you'll be able to find it well that's about it for this week uh next on friday we have the grow guides which are going to be talking about harvesting and of course we have the session on friday and the live show on sunday we'll be able to see you on any one of those over on youtube.com slash high on homegrow. But for now, enjoy the rest of your week. We'll catch you on Friday. If you're not already a member of PercySgrownWoom.com, then come and sign up and get involved in the HLG Heads or Tails competition, which will be closing in just a few days. So head over there, sign up if you want to try and win the Black Wing Grow Light from HLG. It's an epic light. Check it out. Come and sign up, get involved in the competition, and come and have some fun. We'll see you there over at Percy'sGrowing.com. Nice one. Goodbye.